you choose to sit in unforgiveness, whether it's towards yourself or whether it's towards a loved one, I'm telling you, you are going to keep yourself from God. Don't harden your heart. Release it. I'm not saying don't be mad about it. Be mad. David was pissed. Hey, you guys, before we start this episode, I love to invite you to join our In Totality Patreon community. This is a place where we lean into vulnerability and perseverance. Meet me there today. Join now at www.patreon.com slash Megan Ashley. All right, guys, see you there. Hey you guys, welcome to In Totality, a place where we celebrate authenticity and openness. We're here for those who are willing to explore, those who embrace imperfections, and for those with open hearts and minds. I'm excited to embark on this journey with you, and while I can't predict every twist and turn, I'm certain that God will be by our side with every step of obedience. Welcome to In Totality with me, your host, Megan Ashley. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to In Totality. I'm Megan Ashley. I'm so excited that you're back for another episode. You're still hanging in there with me. I really appreciate it. Um, So you guys know how we do. I'm going to start off with a devotional. And you guys know I am doing Jackie um, Hill Perry's Upon Waking devotional. I've already done this one. I'm actually on day 24. But I'm going to circle back to day six. And the scripture of the devotional is 2 Corinthians 5.17. So you guys can go look that up and you will see how it um, relates to devotional. Each one came with the discovery of fruit, of love, kindness, gentleness, patience, self-control, joy, peace, gentleness, and faithfulness. The fruit was proof of your newness. Nothing and everything has changed. You were still a creature, but of a different kind, one that recognized your creator by name and gave him everything he deserved. The mind, the heart, you tried to hoard, you gave back the soul to. Your newness influenced how you saw the world and everything in it. Creatures looked different. You saw them and remembered who made them. When they hated, you loved. When they were burdened, you took their clouds and carried them towards the sky. You even joined them in praise and prayer for the heaven you shared and the hell that you endured on the way. So that was, um, I think this was day six. And I just went back to it because um, it talks about being a new creature. And I've wanted to talk about the idea of forgiveness and Forgiveness is a hard topic to talk about, I think, because you don't know everyone's pain and you don't know everyone's pain tolerance. And so to to say, you know, oh, just forgive, it's easier said than done. I saw a quote from C.S. Lewis and it said um, something to the extent of like, forgiveness sounds easy until you have to forgive until it's something that completely breaks your heart and has destroyed your expectations until something that you planned for completely fails or doesn't turn out the way that you expected it to turn or that relationship that hurt you, you know, it's easier said than done. 
I think for me, it's always been harder to the idea to forgive someone because the idea of forgiving myself has always been null and void. I haven't ever taken the, you know, time to process how important it is that we forgive ourselves. I think that we are so focused sometimes on trying to, you know, pursue forgiving someone else and we haven't even addressed how to forgive ourselves. And it's really hard to forgive other people if you don't forgive yourself. And it is a major trick, you know, of the enemy to keep you from forgiving, forgiving yourself, forgiving other people. I don't know what scripture it is, but people who do not forgive, God says he won't forgive them. And and the thing about it is, is that forgiveness is such a powerful tool because it is the, re- it's a redeemer. It gives open the opportunity for redemption. The, the way that this was kind of very like prevalent for me or where I feel like I really understood forgiveness was when I read the beta Satan. And for a lot of you who are part of my close friends, so you know that journey that we went on reading that book and our live Zooms and talking about it. And offense is such a thing that is a trap and a bait that the enemy uses because it will keep you from forgiving people. And in that unforgiveness, it keeps you from being forgiven from God. So it's a trap. And I get it because there are people hurt you. I've been hurt. I've been betrayed. I've been lied to. I've been, you know, cheated on. I've been, you know, talked down to. I've been abandoned. I've been, you know, a lot of you guys, trigger warning, a lot of you guys know my story. I've been sexually assaulted. It's hard to say, you know, to people, who are in pain, just forgive. And I think that when I really got face-to-face with that was, like I said, when I was reading The Beta Satan, and I think it's in chapter three where it talks about Joseph. And if you guys don't know about the story of Joseph, Joseph was Jacob's son. And am I right in saying that? He was Jacob's son, right? Yeah. And um, Joseph was gifted with dreams. God had given him lots and lots and lots of dreams. And Joseph always talked about his dreams to his brothers and his family, and they were just sick of him. And his brothers conspired to sell him into slavery. But at first they were going to kill him, right? So let's be clear. Their first motive was to annihilate him. Their first goal was to eliminate him. That was their first goal. But then they saw an opportunity and said, well, we could probably make some money. We'll sell them into slavery. At that time, if you got sold into slavery, your family never saw you again. So it was as if you were dead. So they throw him in this pit. They sell him into slavery. They take his coat. They put some blood on it. They go back to the dad and says, we lost Joseph. He's gone. Right? His dad is obviously grieved. 
And Joseph is entered into this time and season in his life that I'm sure that lasted years where it was just hardship after hardship after hardship. And from being sold into slavery, being a slave, being thrown in jail, hardship after hardship after hardship. And then God obviously fulfills his promise and Joseph is elevated to this position. And in that time, a famine was getting ready to hit and his brothers had to come to where Joseph was in order to receive help. And they don't know, they think Joseph is, you know, he's in slavery. They have no idea where he is. They weren't expecting that he would be the one that in their dire need would be the one to help them. And Joseph had every right, like as a human, your natural instinct is to be like, are you kidding me? I'm not helping you guys. I don't want to help you, right? But Joseph, because his heart was so anchored in God, he offered them forgiveness. He helped them when he could have rejected them. He had the power and the authority to. He was second in command. He could have done, he could have said whatever. He could have said, kill them. They were at the mercy of him. And they didn't even know that was Joseph. Right? Joseph hadn't revealed yet that 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 he was their brother. And so Joseph offers forgiveness to them. He forgives them by helping them. And in that forgiveness, it produced the opportunity for their for his brothers to repent and be redeemed. So if he never forgave his brothers, His brothers may not have ever been able to be redeemed back to God because they they didn't have that opportunity of repentance. So forgiveness is not easy, but it is our responsibility. It's not easy, but it is a tool that God uses to bring others who have hurt us to a place of repentance and reconciliation. Not only is forgiveness our responsibility, but it is our duty for we have been forgiven from things that we probably should never be forgiven for. But because God is so kind and so gracious, he forgives us. And not only does he promise to forgive us, but he promised to forget it. He says he throws it into the sea. So to not offer forgiveness to people who have hurt you is probably one of the most Man, I don't even know how to say that. It's it's the it's the very thing that the enemy desires to have. Factors delicious, ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart 
vegan and veggie, and more. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition pack add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done all the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals a week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com totality50 and use code totality50 and get 50% off. That's code totality50 at factormeals.com totality50 to get 50% off. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, guys, before we continue on with this episode, just a quick announcement. Black representation in media is super important to our community as it promotes diversity, challenges stereotypes, and allows for more authentic storytelling. It helps foster a sense of belonging and can positively impact societal perceptions and breaking down biases. Tabitha Brown, Ava DuVernay, Viola Davis, Issa Rae all have made significant contributions to film, television, and media paving the way for more diversity and inclusion. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are a distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. I recently listened to an episode titled The Civil Rights Generation. The show gives a deeper look into the stories beyond the history book providing firsthand accounts of what happened from the people who actually lived it. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR's Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices that are varied, nuanced, and Black. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, back to the show. And, and ask yourself, would God want me to forgive? The answer is always going to be yes. It doesn't even matter the level of pain that you have endured. It doesn't even matter the, the lengths that people have gone to hurt you. The, I mean, I have experienced betrayal and just heartlessness from people who I have loved and given and poured to, poured into. But I am also 
the one that put my savior on a cross. So who am I not to forgive? I know people say all the time, like forgiveness is not for you. It's for, or it's not for them. It's for you, but it really is for both. It's for you for sure, because God wants us to forgive and he won't forgive if we don't forgive. So yeah, that's for you. But look at the opportunity that forgiveness produces. I think that it is the very thing that would change the lives of so many people if they just took the opportunity to release the offense, forgive that person, and allow God in once you make the decision to forgive. And when you let him in after that, the work that he does in the timing that he does it is nothing short of a miracle. Forgiveness for me is completely releasing the offense. And so it doesn't always look like a sit down face to face. I forgive you and I need this person to list out all the things that they, or I need to list out all the things that this person did to offend me and say it to their face. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes for me, it's just God, you created this person, right? They hurt me. My heart is broken. They've hurt my feelings. I'm offended by this, but you created them and you don't create bad things. And so I'm asking that you come into my heart and release me of this offense, release, I release them and I put them, I give them to you. I give this offense to you. I give this situation to you. And I ask that you come into my heart and you purge me of any unforgiveness, any bitterness, any resentment. Forgiveness is so wild because it makes you look at you. It, it, it requires this self-reflection opportunity. And so for me, it's the opportunity to remember all the things that I've been forgiven of, all the things that God has forgiven me for, things seen and unseen, things in my heart that no one knew that he forgave, right? So that's just what it looks like for me. I don't know what it looks like for other people. Some people feel like you can forgive and not forget. Some people, and that's hard for me. Because I want to forgive and not forget, but I feel like we're called to forgive and forget. Because when you really forgive, it's you're treating that person as if a, a, an offense never happened. But you also have to be wise in how you move forward with people after forgiveness. I'm not saying forgive and then act like it never happened. It did happen. At the end of the day, it did happen. But you're not posturing your heart as if it happened. You're just using wisdom. I know that this person has the capability of doing X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to move with wisdom. 
but I'm not going to treat them as if they are forever in debt to me because they offended me or because they hurt me. Who am I? Who do we like who do we think that we are? I've I'm going to place myself in some sort of moral pedestal and require you to live in anguish or you know scrutiny because you offended me because you hurt me it's not our it's not up to us it's not our job you didn't create that person so it's not your job to hold them in that regard it's your job to forgive nobody said it was easy but it is the thing that will free you it is the thing that will allow you to live a free life holding somebody to a a mistake maybe that they've made or an offense that they've caused you to feel or whatever the case may be, holding them to that is saying that God is incapable of doing what he does in redeeming people. It's saying that people can't be new creatures. I think that if we thought about all the things that we've been forgiven of, it would lend us to be more forgiving towards others. For me, like I said before, the biggest challenge for me is forgiving myself. And I know that's probably a big challenge for a lot of you out there is forgiving yourself. And what does that look like? Because that's hard. How do you hold yourself accountable? You know, forgive yourself. How do you humble yourself but have confidence? There are all these parallels and all these, you know, contradictions that we feel like we have to hold ourselves to. It's either this or this or this or that. And sometimes it's all of it. I have to forgive myself. I have to see myself the way that God sees me. That's a really hard thing for me. I've had, in in these last couple of, of months, I've been really, really, really intentional about having godly influence and voices in my, in my life as far as mentorship, um, the people that advise me, um, the people that are discipling me. Uh, people that are just in my corner that are checking in on me. God has sent, literally sent these people to me. And the reason why I know it's God is because every single person that God has sent to me, he has sent them in the same exact way. The same way, which has been amazing. So hold having those godly influences in my life, it had a, the common denominator that I hear from them when they're talking to me is you've got to see yourself the way God sees you. And I think that for those who are hard on themselves or for people who feel like, man, 
I could have did better. I could have did better. Or I should have did better. I should have did this better or whatever the case may be. Listen, it's a trap. Take it for somebody that's still trying to get out of it. It's a trap. Don't let the enemy confuse you into thinking that God is mad at you because he's not mad at you. He loves you. He so loved you. Don't allow that pain or that hurt or that offense to keep you from him who loves you. And if you choose to sit in unforgiveness, whether it's towards yourself or whether it's towards a loved one, I'm telling you, you are going to keep yourself from God. You're going to keep yourself from his promises. You're going to keep yourself from that communication, him talking to you, his presence. Don't harden your heart. Release it. I'm not saying don't be mad about it. Be mad. David was pissed at a lot of things that went on. One of my favorite things to quote, David said, it's not my favorite because I agree with it, but I get it. He said, make their children fatherless. Annihilate them. That don't sound like forgiveness to me, but you need to understand who he was talking to. He wasn't talking to his homeboy. He was talking to God. The one that already knew what was in his heart, the one that already knew what was in his mind, the one that already knew how angry he was, David was talking to God. And he was vulnerable and he was real and he was raw and he was honest and he released it. He released it to God, who is the one who is in control of all things anyway. If I'm going to tell anybody all of my business, it's going to be him because he knows it anyway. The problem isn't, you know, holding. I'm not asking you to hold the anger in. I'm not asking you to, I'm not even asking you to be okay with what they did to you. I'm just asking you to trust God and trust what he does when you forgive. Trust it. It is a power that is, I mean, there is nothing compares to that when you release something and you release someone and you let them go and you bless them even though they curse you and you love them even though they hate you. And you turn your cheek even though they just slap the other. I know it. if your flesh is uncomfortable with that, it's supposed to be. Because it ain't for the flesh. It's to strengthen your spirit and crucify the flesh. It goes against everything your natural reaction wants to do. And that's how you know it's God because it's not out of your own strength. And that's another thing. Stop trying to forgive out of your own strength. Lean on the one who gives you the power and the endurance and the perseverance to go through that process in forgiving. Go to God and be humble and be honest. Be mad, be upset, be disappointed, cry, but release it. Release it. You can't do anything about it now, but learn from it and allow God to give you wisdom on how to move forward. That's it.
We are commanded to love one another. It's not an option. There are no clause. Love. We are commanded to forgive. There is no option. You have to. I get it. It's not easy. But it is necessary. It's necessary. So um, we usually do, or what I want to do is a journal prompt with you guys every week. And this week, I want you to think about if there is anyone in your life that you need to forgive. Is there anyone that if you brought up their name, something in your body doesn't, like you have a response or you're angry or if there's anyone in your life or anyone that has done anything to you and and, the, and you haven't forgiven them, I want you to, in your journal or just even in your private time with God, be honest. Let it out. Scream. Cry. Whatever you need to do, do it. But do it with the one who has the power to change you. The one who has the power to make you new. And if he makes you new, then old things are passed away. Which means that you have to let that forgiveness, you have to you release them, you have to forgive. I'm telling you, only positive benefits come when you forgive. But when you don't, even science tells us that. When you hold on to that, what the body produces, it, it will physically make you sick. We can't escape it. Whether you choose to believe in God or not, you can't escape the fact that unforgiveness is detrimental to you. Not only to your body, but your mind, your spirit. So this week, take inventory. Have I forgiven everybody I need to forgive? Have I really forgiven them? Have I really released it? Or am I holding on to something? The, the next step towards obedience, you have no idea what that unlocks for your life. And if God is very, very, very explicit on how he feels about forgiveness and you're still holding on to unforgiveness, you're missing out. You're missing out on so, 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 so much that he has for you just waiting for you right on the other side of that unforgiveness. There's so much in store for you. And I'm telling you, when you really do it, I'm telling you, you feel freer. There's so much to be angry at. I, I mean, if we look for reasons to be offended, we'll find them all day, right? But maybe take some time this week. Take inventory. Think about it. And try. That's all you can do. Give it an effort. Give it an effort. That's all I got for you guys this week. I think it did. Oh, I, okay. I'm going to do a voicemail. I'm going to do a voicemail. Let me see. So if you guys are not um, on my Patreon, um, you need to go right now because you could be a part of the show. I'm going to play voicemails, text messages. Um, I have some voice memos too. 
and um, I'm going to play them and we're going to kind of, hopefully I'll be able to help somebody. Now, listen, I'm not an expert in anything at all. So I'm just going to try to help you as best I can. All right. All right. This is from, they didn't give their name. I don't think. Have you ever like gone through an experience where your walk with Christ like distanced you from your friends? Like right now, I'm going through this period where I feel like God's talking to me and I feel like God is refining me. And it's just like I don't want to talk. <laughs> like I don't want to talk to anybody. Is that normal? For sure normal. Am I not going to be friends with these people anymore? Maybe is not. there a reason I feel this way? I don't know. I'm interested to know if you've ever experienced that. Did she give her name? Love you. Uh, well, I don't have your name, but I love you too. Listen, Jade says it all the time. He's like, the path is narrow. And in that path, being narrow means that you, sometimes you won't see a bunch of people beside you because they can't fit. A, a whole bunch of people can't fit in a narrow path. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have few. If you're trying to stay on a narrow path, there will only be a few beside you. So... I think it's normal. The fact that you're like, I don't really want to talk. I don't really want to say anything. I would just be mindful of your heart. Just check your heart posture. If it really is a thing where it's like, God just has my full attention and it's not like you're trying to isolate yourself or remove yourself because God, listen, as, as much as the path is narrow, God wants us together. He wants us to, to He need, we need each other, right? Um, but it's just about finding like-minded people who are on that same journey with you. And when it comes to a Christ journey, not a lot of people are on that. Not a lot of people are on the straight and narrow path. A lot of people are on a different path where it's kind of just, you know, it's wide. They can do donuts on a path. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people's paths aren't straight and narrow. At least they're not on it right now. So I think that it's normal to feel alone. You're not alone. It's normal to not want to talk. That's fine because right now God has your attention and that's fine. It's for a season. It's not forever. Will you be friends with them in the long haul? Maybe. But I know that during this season, just remember God's grace is sufficient for you. And if your focus is on him, he will provide all that you need, which means the friends that you need, which means the husband that you need, which means the kids that you need, which means the job that you need, whatever your need is, because he only knows the true needs that you have. And he is the supplier of our needs. Every good and perfect thing comes from him, not anywhere else. So if those are the friends that are supposed to be in your life, they will be. And if they're not, that's okay too. God's will, not yours. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I love you guys. I'm so happy that you came back to join another episode. Um, we're going to continue the conversation, continue the journey. Follow me on all social media platforms. Make sure you click like, subscribe, share it. It's the best way to... If you like something, you share it, right? You talk about it. 
So anything in this, if you have someone that's battling being a new creature, or if you're battling being a new creature or forgiveness, or you know someone that's struggling to forgive, send this to them, friend, family member, whoever, send them this and hopefully it will help them. Make sure you check out my Patreon, all exclusive content, you guys. We are a community over there. So head over to Patreon, exclusive content. And what else was there? Is there any other announcements? That was it, right? All right. Well, that's it. I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Peace. Hey, you guys, before you go, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for your love and support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and share it with a friend or a family member. If you could do me one huge favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a heartfelt review. It helps others just like you discover the podcast. You guys, let's continue to spread the inspiration. For more about me and the podcast, visit www.themeganashley.com. Until next time, stay encouraged that you are so valuable and so loved.